Hello again and welcome back to the Break It Down for Brackets podcast. Today we have Jane Hammond. She is the owner of Jane's Way Health and Fitness Coaching. Jane, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Kevin. Thank you. I appreciate being here. Nice. Now, you and I don't have, um, we haven't hung out a lot and you're pretty new to Bros and Bras, something in the last six months or so, right? Yes, that's correct. And Bros and Bras, of course, if you don't know, it's the social and fitness group, one of the largest in the uh, state of West Virginia. Um, so how'd you find bros? How did that come about? Well, actually, it was my husband that found bros and bras. He was out running the race for the birds. It's a good time. And I was supposed to run that race as well, but had been dealing with an injury. So he went out on his own and he met Bacon. And Bacon mentioned the bros and bras. And we had been looking to get into a, you know, just kind of fun running club, you know, no pressure, just, just to go have a good time, couple races here and there. And so my husband checked it out first. He says, oh, yeah, come, you'll like it. And, well, there you go. <laughs> it's so nice to hear, you know, <clears throat> that, I mean, those ambassadors, I don't even want to call them ambassadors, ambassadors, if you will, like Bacon, who just share the energy and he's wild man. Oh, he's, he's wild crazy. and he's loud and he's got the music playing and he's cheering for everybody and yeah. that really is the spirit that's the old school spirit of who we were when we started out and then have you met jack yes yeah another real stellar leader and promoter of that group and of our group and it's it's really a blessing to hear those sort of positive reviews from somebody who's new oh yeah no we have um we've been involved in the running community for I couldn't tell you how many years and bros and bras just makes you feel really comfortable. It's fun. The people are fun. Um, I love the energy. I love the positivity. They just make you feel comfortable. And that's what it's about. That's really know? wonderful to hear. That's, that's really, really great to hear. I'm not, a, I'm not at a lot of events, but <clears throat> I think there's still, I think there's still four to five volunteer led events every single week. All year long, yes. no matter what the weather is. And it really warms my heart. At our peak, we were 55 events in one month. Wow. Yeah, it was insane. Hmm. That was like in our year two in June. And there's everything from socials and happy hours to run walks to 5Ks. And that was back when it was... For me, it was over 40 hours a week to run it. Like, it was really pretty big, and we had explosive growth. It was really a great time. Um, but, well, I'm happy I'm happy you're with us, and welcome to the group. So, Thank you. Um, so, describe what Jane's Way Health and Fitness Coaching does. Well, what I do as the owner of Jane's Way Fitness um, Health Coaching is really I work with people one-on-one -on -one in their homes um, to really kind of help them get into a fitness program that they're going to be able to maintain. Um, it's a, a lot about convenience for the for the person. It's a lot about comf being comfortable. It's about getting to them, getting to where they are at this moment, and working with them from there. Um, you know, they we all have expectations of ourselves and what we want, and we tend to sometimes go, you know, a little too far ahead than what we can really handle so it's and nice to have you know someone that can say okay i get it and that's great you can set the, all these great goals but you got to take the little steps to get to those goals i was just telling somebody the exact same thing i was approached it i was at ortega's getting a quick lunch before this podcast and i was approached by somebody i don't know named gracie i doubt you're listening gracie but <clears throat> she was like hey you're are you 
the bro from Bros and Bras? And I was like, oh my god, yes, I am. You know, and I have no idea how she recognized me or knows me. She was like, um, you do training for 5Ks, right? I said, well, I run 5Ks because they're nice and easy for me. And that's where I'm at. She's like, so you don't do training? I'm like, not so much. I'm like, but what's going on? And she said that, you know, she would, uh, she really wants to be a good runner and she wants to run a 5K and that she's swimming and she does good distance swimming, but she's having, like, I could say a kinetic issue with running. And I was like, first thing you got to do is figure out where you are today and be kind to yourself. Exactly. Don't expect too much. Exactly. Don't, if you can't run three miles, she's like, oh, I can, but I'm in pain for two more days after that. And I'm like, there's something going on in your body that's not right when it comes to the movement of your hips and your, maybe your calves, maybe you're not engaging your glutes, all these little things. But I said, look, just be, be kind to yourself try running a mile instead of three mm -hmm. see how you feel after that uh, but ultimately i said go down and see dr mark dr sure. mark and two of his treads you know they're mm -hmm. healthy natural movement specialists there mm -hmm. and they can help identify maybe some of your challenges and then but also remember this is a a, a long journey right you know you got to really take who you are right don't overdo it right you know if you can't do a 5k pain-free efficiently you shouldn't be looking at a half marathon exactly but i, I that's how i subscribe so i'm, I'm glad that you sure. do also and it's you got to embrace your starting point and don't judge yourself exactly and a lot of times what i when i'm am working with people and they mention that they you know they they want to do a 5k or, or they want to do this um and it's like well let's start out with the small steps the small steps will come into bigger steps so a lot of times what i'll do when i have a woman or, or anyone really it's like okay, let's let let's do the walk. Let's do the walk run thing for a while. Okay, so let's just r walk for a hundred strides, run for a hundred strides, you know, kind of break it in until you get yourself up to a mile. Then try run a full mile. So so it's really just breaking it down into for someone that's never run before, that's you know totally new to it. So one, they have fun because I want them to come back. Because if, if if you've run three miles and you're hurt in the next two days. Probably nine times out of ten, they're not going to want to come back to do right, it. Right. You know, so let's do it the smart way. Let's take it little steps, small, so small chunks. So you come back and have fun with it instead of turning it into a chore that you absolutely hate, and then you never do it again. You know, give yourself the chance. Run, walk, run, run, walk, run. You know, so kind of build it up. And it's the same thing with exercise. It's really the same thing with exercise, if you think about it. It starts with, start with the basics. You know, there's seven or eight basic exercises to work every muscle in the body. And start with those. And when you become familiar with those, then you move on to progress. Then you progress. And then you can go on to complex. And you can go on to, you know, to sets and supersets and things like that. But it's really start starting where you are. And I have worked with people that are like, you know, they've been working out running for years. They just want something different. Oh, yeah, sure. So, you know, so what I do is I really work, you know, like I said, I work with where they are, wherever you are, whatever you need. I do tend to um, work with the older adult or the one that is really just starting again after taking five, ten years off. Elaborate on that. Um, I've well, had what does a, the older adult mean? Adult, older adult is, is, is basically, and mainly women, 
because mm-hmm. it's just, you sure. know, I do work with, I do have some male clients, but most of them are women. Women in their 50s or up to 40s, 50s that want to stay active. Mm. I'm only making noises because I'm creeping on 50. Like, <laughs> older adults. Oh, no. You know, um, and, and usually it's not even really older. To be honest with you, I probably shouldn't be using the, the term older adult. It's the active aging is okay. really what it is. I love that term. You know, it's the active aging because they know they're aging. They know they're getting older. They know their bodies are changing. Women are going through the stages of change. And, and men have their stages of change too. So sure. it's really, you know, it's, so it's working with them, making sure that at this point they want to just stay active. They want to be able to move. They want to be able to function. They want to stay with their grandkids, you know, whatever it might be. They might want to go out and run a half marathon. But I'll, t- I'll tell you something, perfect example. I've been going through some challenges recently that hasn't allowed me to get to the gym, mm-hmm. whether it's travel or work or whatever, right? And uh, my body has recently been telling me that sleep is actually more important than yes. whatever, whatever, as my body would say, whatever BS you're about to put me through at the gym. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just need to sleep till seven instead of getting up at five, right? Yeah, right. But then I tried to sit on my floor and like manipulate some items, move some pieces around on yeah. some organizing. I couldn't sit with my legs crossed. I had a hard time sitting with my legs out. Well, what's going on? I've lost my mobility to mm-hmm. sit on a wood floor. And I was like, geez, I really, I got to find a way to get rediscipline, get back into mm-hmm. fitness because sure. if I can't sit healthy, sit right. without pain or fatigue. So I get it. Like you, as you age, that's one of the most simple things ever. I'm not trying to walk up steps. Yeah. I'm not trying to like yeah. jog somewhere. I'm saying just sit on the floor. Right. I had muscles that were way too tight and imbalances mm-hmm. in my body. So I understand that as you age, recovery takes longer. It does. And mobility begins to go due to yes. too much sitting, whatever the case is. So I love it. I love the direction that you're talking about. Right. Continue. Yeah. It's really, it's not even about, you know, you talk about sitting. A lot for a lot of people, it's, they can sit, they can get down, they can't get up crazy i know and so we you know we'll work with you know and usually it's the leg muscles it's the hip muscles or it's just they need that extra strength that they don't have that they've lost you know over over the years that comes with aging and so I, when i work Hold on with for a, a second client, let's identify aging right so <laughs> aging means if you're 20 years old i i, I feel like the human body moves healthy until they're about 10 yeah. Maybe 12. <laughs> right. Before habits kick in. Right. right? Because there's so much growth happening at that, at that age is. group. But then you can get into bad running form, right. bad sitting form in your, in your, in your teens. Yeah. But then if you're 30, usually around 30 is the first time you pull your back. Somewhere in your early to mid 30s, you pulled your back and you don't know why. You're like, oh, this is 30. Mm. And you don't know then, you don't realize at that right. point that you're beginning to fall apart. You're eight, you start yeah. aging. <laughs> At like 33, exactly. I think, right? Yeah. Then you hit your early 40s. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, okay, let's get a handle on this. But now you've got about 30 years to 25 years of bad habits, mm-hmm. bad posture, right? and not taking care of yourself. And to reverse or even just change directions is so tough. It is. And well, if you think about it back when you're a kid, when you're children, when you're young, mm-hmm. you're not thinking, you're moving, you're running, you're walking, you're jumping, you're doing all these things. You're not thinking about it. You're just doing it, you know? And so it's a natural movement. 
And as we get older, we tend to lose that natural movement. And so it's more important than ever to make sure that you always come back to, it goes, like I said, go back to the basics, walk, run, stretch, jump, you know, get back to those regular movements. It's like watching a toddler do a squat. (laughs) It's epic form. I know. I don't understand. I'm like, wow, how did you pivot your hips so well you're you're like two see they don't think about it but as we get older we do you know and you think okay am i doing it right and then you think so much about it that like oh i just pulled a hip or i just hurt my back so it's it's really just relaxing and starting with the basics and building yourself up from there what are some of the basic exercises you would give somebody who's just starting out i like to hit all the major muscle groups and I also like to work with, with, with people with free weights or body weight because it gives them a little, it, working when you're working with a free weight or, or, or body weight, not only do you work the larger muscles, but you work the smaller muscles, you work your stabilizers and you, you know, so, but you know, I, I would say maybe like a bicep curl mm-hmm. and tricep kickback, squats, lunges, a row, you know, yeah. whether it's a back bent over row or outward row or upward row. Um, you know, and then, you know, maybe just doing a little bit of core work, you know, a plank, a standing plank or a a wall push-up. So simple, basic exercises that anyone can do with just a little bit of guidance. So paint the picture for me. Are we in somebody's living room or basement or backyard, front yard, back deck? What's the... Wherever it it works. Because I said I'm mobile. So um, I do go to people's homes as long as they have a room that we can move in that they can if they can, they can lay out on the floor and stretch. That's all the all we need. I bring all the equipment that we ever need, and it's usually like I said, it's free weights, it, it's dumb, it's barbell dumbbells. I'm sorry, medicine balls, um, you know, bow suits, things like that that I can just carry, and I bring it in, and we just work. If they want to work outside, as long as the weather permits, we work outside. If they have a basement, we'll work in the basement. If they want to work in the living room, we work in the living room. What's nice about it is it gives them comfort and convenience. Because when I started in in this business, um, I really noticed there was a need for in-home training. Because a lot of people, one, aren't comfortable with gyms. Two, not convenient. Three, They're come dirty. on, let's face it. They're dirty. They're dirty. And let's face it, you, after working a full day till you know, five, you know, from eight to five or five thirty, you're driving home. Are you going to have in, you know, you have, you're driving past your gym. It's going to be really easy not to take that right, but just That's go right. straight to go home. Um, and a lot of with kids, you know, people have kids, so they've got their kids events and they're helping with homework and, and this and that. So their kid can be home. You know, they can do their be in their rooms doing their thing. Right. Mom and dad are doing the exercise and working out. And, you know, so it, they're really, it just seemed to me to be, there, there was a need for that. Um, and Is so there that's a lot kind of, of comp- how I got a lot that. of competition right now? Yeah. Right now, not that I'm aware of, no. That's great. If you're not aware of it, most I'm not aware of it. Aware. I mean, sure, I'm sure there are some trainers, you know, that might work at a facility that do, you know, but from. I mean, in-home stuff. But in-home like stuff. At- I've seen people at the park, but I can't tell if it's organized, you know? Yeah, no. Um, I, I That I am aware of, no. And um, I love it because, it, again, it, when they're comfortable, I'm comfortable. Yeah. When they're comfortable, they open up. They talk to me. I get to, I get to know them. You know, when you're at a gym, 
and you're working with someone, and you got people around you, and you got weights clanging, and you got people walking and moving around and everything. It's hard to really get to connect with someone. And you're posturing, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So it's like when, when, when I'm sitting with them, and we're, we're talking, and we're getting going in the, you know, we start the workout, and we're I'm guiding them, and they're talking, and we're, you know, moving. And, yet, and then the next thing I know, they're telling me about, you know, what they did here and what they did. So I really get to know them. And that helps me connect with them to where they are right now. And when they start to feel like I can't do this anymore or I need to go more, we can evaluate. It's just so much easier. And they're more relaxed. And like I said, when they're relaxed, I'm relaxed. So if you're a relaxed trainer, is there no tough love? Oh, no, there's plenty of tough love. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can ask her, a number of my clients. There are plenty of tough love. Bit. Yeah, yeah. I plenty get of tough love. No, I, I, you know what? I, again, I try to match where that person is. But I also know when someone's just saying, you know, I'm, they're just being lazy. Uh-huh. And it's like, no, come on, let's go. Give hold me another that, set. You got this. Hold the plank a little longer. Hold it a little bit longer. And then by the time we're, you know, time we're done, they're like, thank you. That was a great workout. Yeah, you know? of course. It's so, so good. So, yeah, no. I, Again, it's 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 where they are, and I've had you know women that I've worked with, you know, end of the day, oh, I just don't have this, I just can't do it. I said, well, guess what? Let's just start, and we're going, and then we'll push it. One more set of this, one more set of that. Come on, you got this, and you know, and I taught boot camps, so you know, you people be- hated my boot camps because they were hard. Yeah. Um, no, they didn't hate them. You know, they hated me at the time, of course. but they loved me afterwards because they felt good and they looked good. <laughs> Darn right. Yeah, I love that. So what, um, how long have you been coaching and what inspired you to become a coach? Um, I have been coaching since about, two, since 2002. Um, I've always been active, you know, um, always running, biking. I was never involved in sports in, in high school or, or college just because whatever reason it was various reasons but I always was active and I always was working out I'd go to the gym you know and things like that and I enjoyed it but I also found myself talking with people and I'm normally not one when it comes to it to just like open up mm-hmm. but when I, it's there's something different about being at a gym with someone and seeing someone working on a machine and you want to go work on that machine and you're watching them and you're talking with them and i just really enjoyed that now my training is was when i graduated from college i had a it was in business and it was accounting and i actually my first job was working at a gym in the sales and it was great but not what i wanted because i loved working with the people i loved working on the floor and when you're working in the sales and nothing against sales and accounting and everything but they're all they worry about is the numbers and when I would hook up and I would, would meet with the clients and, and we talk and they buy a membership from them, you know, I wanted to continue that relationship. And when you're in a sales and accounting, it's you over. can't. It's, it's over done. right then. Yep. And so that was another indicator that, you know what, you got to become, you got to do something more here. And so um, I got my certification as a personal trainer through ACE, American Council mm-hmm. on Exercise. Um, and started my own business um, part-time. How you long know, ago well, was that? That was in 2002. You, so you started your business in 2002. I started my business Jeez. in 2002. Good for you. And I've, I've had some, you know, some breaks, sure. you know, in between, um, you know, but I've stuck with it. Sometimes I, I, I'm for the most, I, when I started, I was part-time and I had a full-time accounting position. And as my clientele built up, you know, I, it was word of mouth. I had one client that I got through a advertisement in a local newspaper. Wow. She loved what I did. She worked for a school. She put my flyer out. 
two of her friends, and then it just it went from there. So I was actually able to take it full time. That's so good. That's so good. So the inspiration came from being in the fitness industry and seeing the probably the hope in people's eyes yes. as they were joining a gym because it's at that moment that people are taking control of the idea of improving their physical fitness. Yes. It's the point of conception of self-improvement, right? Right. And then you lose that buzz because the sales associate or the sales rep hands are washed after that. Right. They, if it's good, they invited over a trainer to talk to the client as they're signing up to get that initial training session scheduled. Right. If you had a very proactive staff, right. Mm -hmm. But you just see that fade away right. and the trainers are the ones that create the fitness relationship. Yep. So mm -hmm. that's where your inspiration came. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then what are some of the challenges you felt when you were getting started? Um, you know, I, the, the very first challenge was kind of figuring out how it all was going to work because I didn't have a brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew I wanted to be mobile. So um, it was, okay, making sure, obviously you have a vehicle, but okay, what type of equipment am I going to be able to, because obviously you don't want to be lugging tons of equipment Plates, with you. Yeah. You know, so it's getting the, you know, the small equipment, the dumbbells, the, the medicine balls, the mats and things like that. But um, it was location for a while because, you know, as much as I, you know, it's about comfort and convenience, you know, I'm talking with someone, they don't know me. You know, so are they going to let a stranger into their home? So, you know, there were things like that. Um, but it was also marketing because it was new. Right. You know, there weren't, there, it wasn't a huge thing. So, you know, marketing, how to market it. That's where that flyer came in. Yeah. And, and, you, and you know, it's so funny because everyone's like, oh, you know, you should market this and you should do that. And my husband's a graphic designer and he, is, he does my promotional material. Wonderful. But what I have found is that the, the best marketing that I get is word of mouth. Right. It takes one or two people. And as long as, you're hap as, long as they're happy with you, they, love, they like what you're doing, they're seeing results. You know, it, and it spread and we were living, you know, when I started my business, we were living in upstate New York. Mm -hmm. And in 2010, we moved, we moved out to New Mexico. And um, again, it was starting out and I, again, did a little flyer and put it out. Um, and the one of it, one thing that was there was I, I had the university. So I approached the university, I approached and I taught a class there and built up that way. So it was, it's, it's finding, it's a challenge to find a way to market um, was, was a big challenge as well because I'm not promoting a gym. I'm really promoting myself. Right. And I'm promoting a service. I don't have something hard to give a person. You know, I'm a service, I'm, servi I'm selling a service. Yeah, and when you, that was a different era. They yeah. weren't really checking reviews. Exactly. You know, there weren't like reviews posted because there was nowhere to post back then. Exactly. There was just attitude. Yeah. You know, and people, whether they were happy or not. And yeah. then I feel like you could kind of get a, get around a good reputation. Right. And it was harder to build a good reputation also. It back is. In those it days. is. Well, and the, and the field has really changed and evolved over the, over the years. I mean, you're um, 20 years in. Yeah, how about I am. that? Yeah, I'm 20 years in, and you know, it, I use I've seen it evolve from where it was all about exercise and diet, and it still is, but now it's really kind of evolving into more of a more 
wide wellness. It's more about wellness. It's about physical. It's about psychological. It's about spiritual. It's it's more of it's, it's mindset. It's it's psychological. It's mental. Mm. So it's really finding a combination of the two. Um, and I really kind of came into that after um, you know. After you know, I was I'm a breast cancer survivor. So after my diagnosis, and I worked, uh, I started to realize that it's not just about exercise and diet. It's about how you're feeling about yourself, physically, mentally, spiritually, um, and that really opens your eyes. And that's I I was reading an article the other day that it's all about. It's not just about movement, but it's about the emotion that you get from movement. Mo movement creates emotion. Nice. We are meant to move. We are not meant to be. You know, yeah. still. The only time you're meant to, you know, be inert is if you're dead or you're sleeping. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Unconscious. <laughs> you know? So, um, and people laugh at me when I say that, but it's true. We are meant to move. And movement makes you feel good. And when you feel good, you tend to just want to do more and be more. And that's really where it's, the, the field seems to be going. I mean, it's, you know, there's still the body pumps and all that out there. And that's great stuff. It really is. Um, but it really is kind of, it's taking a different level. And um, that's what I like about it. It's very, very inclusive. I can get that. So um, tell me about some of your specialized training. Um, the two, the, uh, number of specialized training that I have is one is I am a, I am a cancer exercise specialist. So I can't, I work with cancer patients. Like I, I just mentioned earlier, I am a breast cancer survivor five years out. And so working with the cancer patients, it's, 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 uh, it's a very specialized because you're not just dealing with what they can, you know, with, with the exercise that they can and can't do. You're dealing with fatigue with them. You're dealing with, you know, muscle tightness. We were talking earlier about, before we started, about the fascia and, and being able to stretch. And, and people are starting to work out and they can't even, they don't even have full range of motion. So when, you know, so when you're working with a cancer Give me some patient, details. Go ahead and get deep on that for me. Um, like if, if if somebody's had breast cancer oh when if 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 i'm working with a person that has breast that had um a mastectomy and she didn't have reconstruction um you know she's there's a lot of scar tissue and so it's there's tightness there so those muscles are tight but you also lose range of motion because you can't lift your arm because if you've had lymph nodes removed and you've had all that breast breast tissue and those muscles removed right it makes it very hard you know and you know so you don't get that full arrangement so if you're doing a bicep curl or you're doing you know a, a raise or something like that and you don't have that full range of motion you're not doing you know you're, it, you, you can end up actually hurting yourself or just not getting the full benefit of the exercise. Well, you can hurt the muscle because you don't have the range of motion. Exactly. You, your mind has the range of motion. Exactly. But you the can body try and force doesn't. it, but it's not, um, right. it's not ready. And it could just require stretching or massage. Exactly. Exactly. Um, or and, strengthening. Yeah. And like I said, too, a lot of people, a lot of, especially right after they're done with treatments, you're, you know, you're still building up an energy level and they're going to get tired. And you have to be pay attention to that, and I know that because I remember times I would start and with I would get out of bed. I start five minutes. I'm back, you know. I just so I know. So you're you're not only are you looking at how they're moving, but you're looking at um, their fatigue level. You're looking at um, range of motion, and you're just and you're looking at them cycle. You're looking at how they're, you know. You're trying to. They're frustrated or not even frustrated. That's the wrong word to use. Um, so there's gotta be some depression sprinkled in there. Exactly. You know, and all they want to do is get back to normal because they have a new body now 
and you don't know what to do with this body. And so they're, they're wanting to go back to what they, what they were. And so working with a cancer patient is really getting them to learn how to work with their new body. Whether, okay. and with breast cancer, you know, with women that have had reconstruction, you also have to be careful if, because if they have implants, there's certain exercises, you don't want them, you don't want them lying on their bellies if they have an implant, mm -hmm. you know, um, if they've had, you know, so there's just a lot of different things to, to think about and to look at. And again, they're just, all they want to do is move. They, they want to get back to where they were and helping them realize that you got a new body now and it's not what it was. It's where you are right now. And you can, we'll get you there, but you start, gotta start be, small. it comes back to what we were yeah. talking about. Starting small, being kind to yourself, being gentle with yourself and exercise has really, I mean, studies have shown, and even, you know, oncologists, I have said, you know, they, they encourage exercise, but because you're thinking of everything else that you're going through, surgeries, treatments, coming out of treatments, all that stuff, you know, that's what they're worried about, you know, and you, so the exercise part of it comes after the fact. Mm -hmm. And it couldn't be more important because it helps you psychologically, physically, you know, just mentally trying to get back to that space. If you don't have a, a coach or a trainer that specializes in that, it's really easy to let the soreness and the pain get the best of you and exactly. say, well, I'll, I'll start next week. Exactly. Right now, I'll just take the, the medications uh, or if the medication's worn out, I'll just, I'll, I'll just not do anything because it's easier to not move than it is to move. Exactly. And then the exercises I assume that you have to do post-surgery are, they're not sexy. No, they're, they're not. Basic, they're basic mm -mm. and they probably mm -mm. feel like a waste of time. They do. Because, yeah, I mean, your your first exercise session might only be five, ten minutes. And everyone's like, oh, that's not, I am not can't do anything in five, ten minutes. Oh, yeah, you can. Because you're, you're working on your range of motion. You're, re you're releasing that muscle tension. You can do a lot within five to ten minutes. And, um, I mean, I know because I was there a number of times where I'm like, and I'm, you know, active runner, you know, worked out at the gym and everything. I had my times where I'm like, I, I didn't know how to, I didn't know with my new body, I don't know what, what to do. Mm -hmm. um, so I know how they feel and it's just a matter. And I've had my time. I had there for, there were weeks at times that I wouldn't do anything because I just, one, didn't want to, and two, didn't know. Do all breast cancer survivors have the opportunity to work with a trainer like you? Or is um, it not promoted that much? Uh, it, it is actually just starting to be really promoted now. Um, I mean, they, a lot of, a lot of the cancer centers in here do you know, they promote exercise, but, um, I got my, my certification through the cancer exercise training Institute, and they have trainers all over the country, all over the world that work with not just breast cancer, but all types of cancer, whether it's prostate or esophageal cancer or thyroid cancer. So it really is, I mean, you have to do a little research obviously to find them. I, I don't think there are too many in this area. Um, but it really is, you know, something that is becoming more and more available. Um, well, tell me about some success stories. Um, some success stories. Well, let's see. The first one I'd like to t think about is I was one when I was in New Mexico, and she had just had come off um, gastro. She had a uh, the bypass, and um, age. She was. 30, I'm sorry, excuse me, 38. Okay. 
and she had the lap out. She had the, the, the lap band put on. And so she was very scared because of that band. She was afraid that any movement that she had was going to, like, break the band. And she had to watch what she ate and everything. Um, and the doctor wanted her to continue to lose weight because she had to lose weight before they would do the, the sure. surgery. So we worked together. She continued to to lose the weight. And she got to the point where she, she, was, she, she went from when we started working together about three months afterwards, she had dropped about another 20 pounds. And she was thrilled, and the doctor was thrilled, and she was able to pick up her grandkids again. She, it, she was just, it just to watch her again work with the new body, mm -hmm. trying to figure that out. And and we did, and we got her to the weight that she wants to be at. And I'm still in touch with her, and she's still doing a great job. Um, I've worked with a lot of with with the active aging, as I said. There was an, a, a number of women that have had hip issues and low back issues. And started out with, um, you know, just loosening up those back muscles, building up the strength in those back muscles and the hip muscles. They can now go up and down stairs. She couldn't get up out of the chair. I, uh, one, an exercise that I like to try to, uh, that I have people do is a sit stand. You know, you're sitting on the edge of a chair, stand up, sit down. She couldn't even do that. By the time, you know, we had started working together, she was able to get up and up and out of that chair. She was able to go up and down, up and down the stairs. And she was able to reach to get to do her, her laundry. So, you know, again, that was just working with her to where she was and getting her to move to where she was, was going to. That's um, a great story, too. You know, and then the, the other one I really wanted to share was um, she wanted to go going back to being the running. You know, and she wanted to run. She wanted to run a 5K. Never run before in her life. So I said, okay, well, let's go. You know, and this was, I was relatively new. Something, okay, I'm just going to have, run with me. Just run with me. Mm -hmm. And so we're running. And I happened to be at a time like, you know, I need to stop. And I, you know how you, when you're running, sometimes you're just like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can't run anymore. I'm just going to walk. So I stopped and I started working. She looked at me, she goes, what are you doing? I said, I, I'm, I'm walking. I don't want to run anymore. She goes, but we're training. Yeah, we're going to walk for a little bit and then we'll run again. And we did. We walked and we ran. She ran her 5K and she did it in under 30 minutes, which was what her goal was. But awesome. we started out those basics. You know, we walked, we ran, um, you know, and then we started training on the track. Right. She goes, I said, let, let's, let, let's run the, let's run the um, straights. Straights. Walk the, walk the curves, run straights. Then before I know it, she's doing two full laps. Then she's doing three full laps. Then we went on the road. And, you know, like I said, she completed her 5K and she did it in under 30 minutes, which she never thought she would do. That's a great story, too. So, I, I, and that's what makes me feel good. That's what I love about the business is when I see them reach their goals. We set goals, we reach them, we go to the next level. That's what makes it rewarding for me. That's awesome. I remember back when I was a trainer, it was for many, many years. I don't even know how long, but I mean many, many years. The part that attracted me then and still attracts me now, like I've considered being a trainer, because there's a certain buzz I got mm -hmm. by helping people achieve physical fitness, yeah. even minute by minute in a mm -hmm. workout session yeah. that they didn't think they could yeah. or that they didn't want to do, but they came out feeling better for it. And there's something that, that really turns me on watching somebody improve themselves mm -hmm. you know it's maybe it's a weight loss mm 
Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a core strength. I was training a guy who was going to swim across the Chesapeake Bay. Hmm. He needed to work on his core muscles. And we did about six months of just core development. Yeah. And to watch him go be successful, that was incredible. Um, another person was a um, Olympian that rode horses, equestrian. Mm-hmm. And they we had to work on certain stability issues in their lower body. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And then right down to the socialite. The, you know, the 24 year old going out every night and partying, um, but wants to have a more toned body. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do we work it? How do we get there? Convincing people. This is the funny thing. People think that, especially women can't lift weights cause you're gonna get too big too fast. And I'm, I remember telling like, yo, it's going to take years to make you big and a lot heavier weights than you would ever imagine. Exactly. But don't uh, so just do what I'm telling because the 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 muscle we will put on you will a look sexy and b will burn calories exactly more efficiently than not so much. But I I, the thing that I really loved though was watching people improve. Yes. And just get better at their daily life. And there's this weird bond. Mm -hmm. I haven't worked at Gold's Gym or University of Sciences of Philadelphia or I was in Manhattan for a while. I am still friends mm-hmm. with so many of those clients through social media, but if we ever caught up, it would be one of those friends that you never exactly. lost a step with. You know? Oh, absolutely. I'm still in touch with some of the first first clients that I have when I was living in upstate New York. Um, one I hadn't heard from in a while, and she just reached out. She just had knee surgery. She says, can you help me? Absolutely. And the nice thing is, is you know, because of the internet and Zoom and all that other stuff, and she knows me and I know her, we've developed that connection. And, you know, we, you know, so it, it, it's a connection and it's knowing that you're, that they, the person knows that you are going to start where they are. You're going to get to know who they are and you're not going to force them to do something that, you know, they, that you know that they can't do. If that makes sense. <laughs> what about nutritional help? Do you do that at all? Um, I don't. Um, only because I, I, I don't have training in it. I mean, I can give the basics. What I do when it comes to the nutritional training is, is really um, I have them monitor. I, I, I like to see what they're eating. They'll, they'll, I'll have, have them fill out a diet log yeah. for a few days. And then we look at it. And nine times out of ten, it's just like, oh, well, I didn't realize I ate that. You know, you, you think you know what you're eating. But you really, when you think about it, okay, well, what did I eat during the day? <clears throat> I do it myself. Okay, so I had a bagel in the morning, and then I had my smoothie, and then I had this and this. Okay, it doesn't seem like much. But when you actually write everything out, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I would have to do food journals also, and mm-hmm. I would never even look at them. You know? Because the oversight is them, as long as they submitted it to me. Yeah. I didn't care what was in there. Yeah. They had to know what they wrote down. Exactly. They know what they didn't write down. Exactly. I don't want to get into it. Uh-huh. But as long as they're thinking about what they're eating before exactly. they eat it, that was always so. And you can always you can always call a person out if you need to. It's like, all right, really? If this is what you and all right, come on, <laughs> you know. But so I really work with working with them, you know, having just so I can see where they are and just making um, you know general um, you know recommendations. I do recommend that they go to like myplate.gov or go go to some just because, like I said, I'm it's out of kind of out of my scope of practice. Um, and I don't want, I, I don't want to start, uh, you know, say, oh, you should follow this diet or you should eat this and this and have that. I was going to ask you that. You what, know? what is your, um, without promoting it, mm-hmm. even though we're on a podcast, just talking about it, <laughs> what is your favorite fad diet that 
that you think is your favorite? I don't have one. You just don't have one. I don't like fad diets. I think uh, I'll, uh, I'm sorry. Just trying to have a conversation, yeah, Jane. I know. So then I'm going to share, I'm going to share mine. Well, I'm gonna share okay. Mine. So I dabbled in keto. I feel like that's a disaster waiting to happen. It is. I know Dr. Mark is like super into that and being yeah. fat adaptive and stuff. I think that works for certain people. And I know he'd agree with that. But like if you want to jumpstart losing weight mm-hmm. and you're disciplined enough to do it right, keto kind of works, but it's not sustainable. No, it's not. And and then it feels – for me, it felt gross. Yeah. There was too much heavy, fatty, yeah. whatever. And then – because I found myself at like 218 pounds – which is pretty heavy for me back in 2019. Uh, Jenny and I were on vacation and I remember I rolled over in this, you know, swanky resort and I rolled over in bed and like my belly came after me. Like I rolled over and like <laughs> a split second later, my belly moved into place and I was like, Oh no. <laughs> so I'm only speaking from my own journey. Yeah. I know that I tried keto once, it did not work. I tried keto the second time much, much later when I had more discipline and it did work. Mm. When I was trying to run endurance races, it did not work. Yeah. Whereas everybody says if you're fat adaptive, it should work, but it wasn't. But when I was lifting heavy, keto did work because mm-hmm. it's so protein centric and fat centric. Right. But then you can't you can't maintain it forever. It's so weird how for me it didn't maintain. Then I tried to do paleo, but too many delicious things that I like weren't on the paleo list for whatever weird sort of reasons. And now I'm not following it, but my intention is just whole foods. Well, and if you think about it, the foods that you would need to fuel the body, whether it's your, whether you're doing fast running or you're doing weightlifting, the foods that you would eat in the normal plant-based, maybe closer to a Mediterranean. If I, if, all right, I'll, I'll give you this. If if I had to, choose, it might be it probably between be the Mediterranean, mm-hmm. because it's a lot. It's whole foods. It's a lot of vegetables. It's a lot of protein in it. Um, you eat if you just you know, you eat those food. You eat the foods that you're that you that you that you need for what you're doing. Yeah. You know, you don't need a special diet. If you know that you're training for a race and you know that, you know, you're going to need a little more carbohydrate and a little more protein, you're go- you know, that's what you do. What I like about Whole Foods and maybe paleo a little bit mm-hmm. is that just like having a trainer yeah. or a coach, the suggestions yes. that the diet makes, if you follow them perfectly, mm-hmm. just like your coach or trainer, yeah. you'll get results faster. One. Right. Two it just puts you in a pipeline and gives you direction and oversight. Exactly. You can't be paleo and eating an ice cream sundae. Exactly. You're no longer paleo, buddy. No. Right? But that being said, sometimes you got to allow yourself that, that hot fudge sundae if you really want that you know, hot fudge sundae. God bless America. And we have hot fudge sundaes, <laughs> right? But what I'm saying is like if you're, if you're trying yeah. to have better nutrition – it is good to have a pipeline that you're going down yes. instead of being just scattered. Mm-hmm. Right now, my, my life has me scattered. My life has me scattered and I want to eat whole foods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My effort is to eat whole foods. Yes. So I have the intention mm-hmm. and the intention, although weak, is at least going down a pipeline. 
Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm following a certain direction and right. I'm staying within certain parameters right. when I have the bandwidth to do it. And that is if you're doing 75% whole foods, it's mm. better than 25% whole foods. Right. Well, if you look at the whole, the whole 80-20 rule. You know, eighty percent of the time you're eating your whole foods. You're, eat, you know, you're following those guidelines, right? And then yet, you know, you're going to have that twenty percent where you're just kind of like, uh, hot fudge Sunday. You know, hot fudge Sunday, glass of wine. You know, whatever <laughs> and, it might be. Um, and what I meant by God bless America, we have just so much. We're <laughs> oh, so lucky to have the we access are. to so much deliciousness that you don't need to live miserable. No. And, and that's what I tell my clients, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, I, I, I didn't have, this. you can, if you want a glass of wine, by all means, have a glass of wine. Totally. You know, it, it's all about moderation. It's all, I mean, I, I, I will sit down and enjoy a glass of wine or two, or I'll go and get a hot fudge sundae if I really want it. All right. You know, and why, when you deprive yourself, mm-hmm. that's when you suffer. And that's when your performance suffers. And that's when you your mindset goes because you know what you want. <laughs> and I, you, you laugh, but it's true. I'm only laughing because of the next thing I'm going to say. Because I just <laughs> fell into a category. And I just caught myself in this category. So I had a coach very recently. I have a coach recently who he wanted me to do this certain sort of paperwork that helps me manage my business. And it's a great homework and oversight practice to do almost weekly or monthly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, man, listen, and, he, and this, this applies to physical coaching too. I said, listen, dude, I'm not into that. It's not how my brain works, man. Mm. I, I don't have the time to fill out my action reports. I don't have the time to fill out my, what my, my, my plan for the next month is. I don't have, I don't have time to mark my successes and what I need to work on. He said, hey, man, that's okay. You don't have to. I said, oh, I don't have to? He's like, no, the system is set up to have these pieces. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do a food journal. No. You don't have to do your stretching every two days at a minimum. You don't have to follow the stretching plan that I gave you. It's better if you do. But I'll tell you what, let's take it off your plate. Jane, you don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what happened to me? The minute it was taken away that I didn't have to do it, <laughs> you the did next it. day I started doing it. <laughs> and that's what a coach is for. A coach right. is to coach you, right. not to force you. They're there to give you guidance. Exactly. And I, I like how you and I kind of have the same sort of approach where it's like, be cool. Right. It's not mandatory. Bros and bras is like no judgment, no expectations. You don't you know, have to do It's stuff. about keeping it simple mm-hmm. and it's about making it something that you want to do when you're ready to do it. Speaking of when you're ready to do it, how do people get a hold of you when they want to talk to you about options for working out or training? Um, well, they can go to my website, which is uh, www.janeswayfitness.com. And you can check me out there and you can drop me an email through the website. Um, I am on social media. I'm on Facebook and uh, Instagram, although not quite as much as I probably should be. <laughs> but um, best bet is through the website and uh, just drop me an email or you can reach me by phone 304-620-5348 and I would love to chat with every anyone that you know has any questions or wants to get started on a program that I might be able to help them with that's wonderful Jane thank you very much for being on the podcast thank you Kevin today's conversation was brought to you by Bracken's Painting you can find information about Bracken's Painting at www.brackenspainting.com For all of your residential and commercial painting needs, give Brackens a call.